This is the Epilog Audio Experience. The language and content on this podcast may be unsuitable for certain audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to History Chatter. This is your friend Anirban and in this podcast we discuss and explore unfamiliar histories of familiar developments and issues and concerns around us. The cabinet of ministers in the Indian state of Maharashtra has approved a proposal to change names of all neighborhoods localities or settlements in that state named after particular castes according to reports neighborhoods such as maharwala mangwala brahmanwala or malli gali will now be renamed after famous personalities or ideals they may be called for instance bhimnagar or samatanagar The new names are not all clear yet. What is clear is an intent of the provincial government to make these neighborhoods appear free of caste-based prejudices or discrimination. On the face of it, the move aims to mitigate the experience of regular systemic discrimination that Dalit groups or individuals in India often face. and bitterly resent but cannot quite get rid of while such moves are welcome they clearly do not go far enough they are exclusive high end neighborhoods in mumbai or other indian cities based on religion or caste in such enclaves rich individuals or groups often choose to live among their own and deliberately refuse to share their premises with individuals from other religions or castes it is a naughty issue really on the one hand a desire of private individuals to pull in their resources and build an apartment is a perfectly legal choice which should not be disputed on the other hand when such choices become a norm in such a way that they effectively turn urban neighborhoods into exclusive enclaves for members of a particular religion or caste it is a cause for public concern let's talk about naming and shaming let's talk about a familiar report this plenty indeed in a name a village in austria recently changed its name to fagging earlier it was called fucking over the last few years especially after it became a fashion to post photos in the social media many english speaking tourists had made a v line for the quiet village In English fucking is a colloquialism for sexual intercourse since too many carnally inclined tourists were lately posing against the signpost bearing the village's name it soon acquired a dubious distinction the villagers who had been feeling embarrassed for a while finally decided that enough is enough 
They summoned a meeting of the municipal council, which resolved that from January 2021, this Austrian village of about 100 residents will be officially called Fagi. Newspapers all over the world has reported the news. The most common headline across this report begins with the phrase, tired of mockery. It appears as though the residents of the village, who are now called fuckingers, have had enough of visitors and their bad jokes. They were so outraged, in fact, that they did not hesitate to change a nearly thousand-year-old name. According to a report in the UK newspaper The Guardian, the village was officially inhabited since 1070 AD. A Bavarian aristocrat called Farco had reportedly founded the settlement in the 6th century AD, after whom the place was named according to local lore. A map dated 1825 reportedly used the spelling F-U-K-I-N-G. Although the name invited brisk tourism, it also often resulted in thefts of the dubiously popular signpost. The residents of the village, which lies across the border from Bavaria in Germany, 30 kilometers north of Salzburg and 350 kilometers to the west of the Austrian capital Vienna, had safely escaped the attention of the world until the birth of the internet. Since then, however, it would regularly be included in lists of funniest or unusual or most explicit place names. In a report on the name change, the mayor uh, decided that uh, enough was enough and uh, the German media giant Deutsche Welle reported that the admirers of funny place names were likely to mourn the loss. Now, words such as ridicule, derision or mockery have been uh, thrown about to describe the sense of injury presumably caused to the villagers. The villagers themselves are said to be frustrated or tired. There's a general air of levity in these reports as though the import of the event lies primarily as a light or casual entertainment. A common indicator of this approach is the concluding line of these reports. The Guardian, for instance, reported that a village across the border in Bavaria called Petting, leaving the reader to guess as it were whether residents of that village too should consider a change of name. There was no news yet of possible name change from the two neighboring villages of Uberfucking or Unterfucking, concluded Deutsche Welle report. The frustration of the residents of Fagging is made light of and is merely presented as grist to the meal of popular entertainment of news readers. This is 
probably a consequence of a dire need to keep producing non-stop entertainment for the internet age media consumer. It is impossible for any media house to survive these days without a regular supply of viral or trending news items. Yet, name change in other contexts make for passionate and highly politicized debates. Two instances from recent history in India can be readily recalled. Commentators had only recently criticized the Hindu nationalist government of India, of the Indian province of Uttar Pradesh, over the renaming of two particular sites. The railway station at the town of Mughal Sarai was renamed in June 2018 after Deendayal Upadhyay, who had been a respected ideologue for the right-wing Bharatiya Janta Party. Six months later, in January 2019, the Union government approved the renaming of the city of Allahabad as Prayagraj. Its critics immediately launched a protest campaign. They alleged that it was part of a larger campaign to erase traces of the Mughal Empire from popular memory. The Hindu nationalist political formations generally characterized the Mughal Empire as a harmful regime. Earlier in 2016, China NC, a BJP member of parliament, had proposed in Twitter that Akbar Road in the Indian capital Delhi should be renamed after Rajput King Rana Pratap. More recently, the water supply department in Kashmir uh, will now be called Jal Shakti Department. There were reports in November 2019 that Shere-e-Kashmir Cricket Stadium could be renamed Sardar Patel Cricket Stadium. Whether or not it actually happened is not clear yet. The Indian media at the time did not brush aside the matter as an amusing distraction. Likewise, scholars of history and politics talk quite animatedly about um, another instance of naming and shaming. Here, I'm referring to the stigma attached to the disparaging names given to sections of the populations, such as scheduled castes or scheduled tribes in particular. One of the ways the colonial British state wanted to stigmatize some groups of people who had valiantly resisted their rule was to permanently label them as criminal tribes. Census enumerations and various other methods of official recognition had since characterized this brave men and women as potential criminals. Others would treat them with contempt and suspicion the moment their caste or tribe name was mentioned or exposed. Over time, of course, such negative levels were outlawed, but in a very curious way. The government of India had in 1952 replaced the Criminal Tribes Act with the Habitual Offenders Act. The tribes named under this act are outside the reach of the affirmative action undertaken by the state. 
Quite often, members of such tribes are picked up by the police as easy replacements for offenders they failed to catch, still denied their fundamental right to justice, equality and freedom, they continue to live in fear of the state machinery. In March 2019, the Supreme Court of India set aside its own earlier ruling in a 2009 case and released six convicts who had been sentenced to death on charges of rape and murder. All of them belonged to nomadic tribes and were falsely convicted. A number of activist groups, including members from these communities, now advocate the cause of the restoration of their citizenship rights. It is a matter of fact that all campaigns for or against name change seek to rewrite unpleasant or degrading histories. When, why or how some of these campaigns assume a wider public discussion depends on political contexts. In case of denotified tribes, their name, as it were, highlights an instance of major rights-based discrimination against legitimate Indian citizens. Similarly, initiatives to rename streets, cities or railway station by Hindu nationalists aim at changing a particular version of the past that they find objectionable. Are there villages in India with embarrassing names? Do these villages wish to replace these names with more respectable alternatives? As a matter of fact, there are several such instances. It may be useful to consider some such instances in order to understand why and how some claims for name change appear to be taken more seriously than others. In 2016, there were reports of um, Harpreet Kaur, a 12-year-old girl from a village Fatehabad district of Haryana. She wrote to the Prime Minister with an appeal to change the name of her village. The village was earlier called Ganda, which in Hindi translated as dirty. She wrote that they had been facing a great deal of insult and embarrassment on account of that unflattering name. The Prime Minister and the Chief Minister of Haryana later took the necessary steps and the name of the village was subsequently changed to Ajit Nagar. More recently, residents of Corona a village in the Sitapur district of Uttar Pradesh has reported of great embarrassment on account of its name. Since the onset of the global coronavirus pandemic, the village has acquired a good deal of notoriety. Even though they have not been afflicted by the disease yet, they are afraid that the name of their village would always remind the world outside of the deadly disease. Their relatives and neighbors had been mocking them restlessly. They observed 
There is no dearth of goofy or embarrassing village names in India, really. According to a report in May 2019, in the state of Haryana alone, there is a surfeit of such localities. The report uh, mentions of, of um, at least three places, villages, named after dogs, such as Kutabar or dog bite, Kutia Wali, full of dogs, and Kutia Khedi. Then there are several with distinct association with criminal tendencies, such as Chorpur or Dane of Thieves, Durjanpur, home of evil characters. Yet other names are associated with physical disability, such as Lula Ahir or Lame Milkman, or with presumably unkind references to the transgender community, Kinnar. Whether such names were deliberately coined to insult the residents is immaterial. They probably were not. When these names were coined casually or seriously, they might have had some honorable intent. At the moment, however, those who live in these villages appear to feel a real enough injury to the extent that these phrases are now commonly used in a pejorative manner. Sometimes, unfortunate recent developments provoke residents of a village to apprehend discrimination from neighbors, as well as the administration. According to a 2018 report, residents of a village called Premganj in the Unnao district of Uttar Pradesh called for a change in the name of their village. Some 40 or so villagers had been diagnosed with HIV AIDS in the village. People had reportedly started associating the village with the deadly disease. The reality was that most of these infections took place on account of a quark who had used an infected syringe to inject uh, treatment and other options to the poor villagers. Unfortunately, there were rumors that the villagers were running brothels. The villagers were afraid that they would be isolated and outcasted eventually. Nachania or Dancing Girls, a village in Bihar's Rohotas district recently had its name changed to Kashipuri, according to a statement in the Lok Sabha in March 2018. According to the statement which uh, Home Minister Hansaraj Ahir submitted to the House on March 13, 2018, 20 such quote-unquote derogatory village names were changed between January 2017 to February 2018 and seven more were under process. Some of the names which were changed include Chor Basai in Alwar, Rajasthan, Chamar Khera in Hisar, Haryana, Pindari in Jind, Haryana. Chamar is a derogatory reference to the caste of tanners and Pindaris were presumably a bunch of thieves and looters in 18th and 19th century. The process of changing names, however, is not easy at all. 
Harpreet, the girl student from Ajitnaga, got lucky that the Prime Minister himself took personal interest in the matter. The residents of Kinnar too were finally able to change the name of their village to Gaibi Nagar. Likewise, when the name of Gurgaon was changed to Gurugram, it cost no time at all. Probably because influential uh, ruling party politicians took interest. However, that is not always the case. Amar Singh Brar, the resident of Kuttabar in Sirsa district of Haryana, is not so lucky. He has been writing petitions to various levels of the government, including the chief minister's office, for over 10 years now. Change in village names is registered through a multi-level process which is often long drawn out. It involves an approval from the state cabinet followed by a ratification by the union government. Ironically, political parties are rarely interested in affairs such as changing names of small villages. The issue is often too small a concern and falls through the cracks, unless, of course, it acquires an association with an urgent or larger public concern. Not all changes in names of villages are a response to the appeal of embarrassed local residents. Some indirectly hint at politics of discrimination too. For instance, the name of a Tulu-speaking village in the district of Kasargor in North Kerala was changed in 2018, following initiatives by Malayali officials who were transferred there. The name of the village was Maire. The word is used as an expletive in Malayali. The Malayali officials who had grown up in southern Kerala found it embarrassing and proceeded to change it. The local residents, however, believed that the name Maire is derived from the phrase Mayurapara, which means home of peacocks. They complained that such enforced name changes expose the discrimination against linguistic minorities in Kerala. Sometimes, however, getting caught up in a larger political or um, diplomatic concerns may take a turn for wars for a village with a questionable name. Now take for instance the case of this village in Haryana once again. According to a 2018 report, Marora or Marora village in the Mewat region of Haryana was renamed after US President Donald Trump. Bindeshwar Pathak, the founder of the NGO Sulav International, had been visiting the US some time ago. In a ceremony, he had reportedly promised President Trump that he would name an Indian village after him. On Pathak's return, he reportedly launched a series of sanitation initiatives in the village and renamed it as Trump Sulav Village. It turned out that the organizers had not followed the due process 
and were forced by the local administration to remove the signboards that they had pasted or installed. There is uh, then the, the story of the residents of Rafael village in Chhattisgarh, which falls under uh, Mahasamund assembly constituency. Uh, they desperately wanted their names um, to change uh, in 2019. Rafale was the name or uh, Rafael was the name of a fighter aircraft, the patches of which had provoked a great deal of controversy. The opposition had charged the ruling BJP of corruption and favoritism around the purchase of this French fighter jet. Similarly, the residents of Pakistan village in the Srinagar block of Purnia district in Bihar were looking for a change. Ironically, the village is made up of largely tribals and is completely devoid of Muslims. Now, what happened is this. In the wake of worsening relations between India and Pakistan, they were afraid that they could be discriminated against by the administration. Ironically enough, the local folk memory says that the village was so named in memory of the Muslims who had left for East Pakistan and gave away their properties to Hindus and the tribals, all very voluntarily. Now, it is not entirely accurate, therefore, to claim that name change rarely enters the agenda of political parties. Sometimes name changes are carried out on a very large scale as part of an ethnic or linguistic objective. In June 2020, for instance, the state of Tamil Nadu changed the name of as many as 1018 places they would all now be called by their Tamil names. The Anglicization of Tamil names had been reversed, according to Mafoy K. Pandirajan, Minister for Tamil Official Language and Tamil Culture for the Tamil Nadu government. For example, Quembato will now be called Quemputur and Velour will be called Vilur. Now, where does that leave us then? There are several ways in which a locality has to undergo a change in name. The immediate provocation may vary. Sometimes it is on account of sudden influx of tourists who pose for sexually explicit photos against the signboard announcing the name of the village. Sometimes it may be relatives or neighbors ridiculing a name which by chance appears or resembles a term of abuse in a local language. At other times, it may be a name um, associated with criminal tendencies or a deadly disease which uh, causes embarrassment to residents of a small village. Sometimes memories of generosity by people from a neighboring country may become a heavy burden to bear. There is indeed 
no clear or consistent pattern in the history of why or when a people wishes to change the name of their village. However, there is one overriding trend, a common thread that runs through every single one of these instances. It is one of shame or mockery or anxiety. In most cases, these are small or isolated villages and little information is available about the material or educational profile of these villages. In rural society, which often lags behind in wealth, exposure or education, perceptions around honor and insults are matters of life and death. Discrimination on the basis of rumor or prejudice is far harder to dispute or challenge in remote areas. Moreover, whatever be uh, what may be an amusing name to an internet surfer in a distant city or country may well turn out to be a matter of honor or shame to the residents of a remote village who usually live by a more limited idea of honor or amusement. There is no clear solution to problems such as these, especially when they involve a relatively small number of people. The administrative process of changing a name, which is quite complex and expensive, more often than not exhausts the patience or persistence of villagers with modest resource. The greatest irony is, however, how distance converts a matter of honor for a bunch of small people to a matter of harmless entertainment for people at large. Do tell us what you think about this episode of History Chatter. I spoke about the reasons and consequences of name changes for villages, small villages, and whether or not they become part of a politics of larger concern among the public. What else would you like included in future episodes of History Chatter? Do tell us, do send us your opinion and inputs. Meanwhile, please subscribe to History Chatter in Epilogue Media website, GeoSavan, Ghana, Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Hubhopper. Till then, this is your friend Anirban. Looking forward to another interesting episode of History Chatter. Goodbye.